Welcome to the Decompression Chamber podcast. This week, my guest is comedian and musician Chris Freed. Chris, how are you doing? I've never never had a musician officially uh, as my intro, so thanks. That was good. <laughs> well, that's the great thing about your comedy albums well. is they're heavily musical, so uh, definitely want to get that credit in there as well. I got to get back into that more so, too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to do more music shows, I guess, uh, coming up. <laughs> I, I, how many instruments do you play? Because definitely guitar, piano. And a little harmonica, but, but nothing... Right crazy but i i list that there yeah <laughs> but, yeah um, yeah i'd say piano first then then guitar and then just other random things <laughs> oh, oh that's great up. yeah i piano i'm no prince i'm no prince with all the <laughs> instruments but well, you know i can do very minimal on the, in everything <laughs> I, hey the jack of all trades that's yes there's nothing wrong with that you can specialize you know at a later time should you yeah. say, should you choose all right. Awesome. Well, uh, you know, generally I interview a veteran, but every once in a while I will have a civilian uh, come on the podcast because they have some really interesting experience and perspectives. And uh, Chris definitely falls into that category. Um, so your dad was in the Air Force uh, mm-hmm. and in Vietnam. What uh, what was that? Oh, like? yeah. Yeah. He uh, so he went to the Citadel, mm-hmm. yeah, which, you know, military college in uh, i guess south carolina right yes and um you know he was all number one in his class and all that stuff and and uh eventually went air force and i think he graduated in 61 oh, so okay. so then you know a few years later he i guess the whole vietnam thing was <laughs> still yep popping off and uh and he went over there i think he flew 35 combat missions wow where and i don't know the specifics of all the locations and i'm not good at that kind of war geography but um yeah i mean he had to fly in drop you know drop people off you know at flying out of the planes and then kind of but he was based in various different locations i know in vietnam but i only know this because um recently he was applying for more like whatever the benefits they they, i guess they announced other eligibilities for different benefit stuff yeah and it was a weird strange battle because you know he just kind of applied Mm -hmm. for the stuff thinking it would be like oh of course here's my history here's my where i flew he had all those logs and everything yeah and um and it took forever and they kept getting back and forth saying like you don't have proof of boots on the ground and all this stuff. And he found this old, like, you know, he took some, somehow or another, he had like film of him there. Yeah. Yeah. And so we put this on, had to transfer to, you know, it was like a the VHS then to something else. Oh my God. And uh, so we had to send all this stuff in and I was helping him with that. And he eventually got credited for, you know, he had some back injury when he was there and all this stuff that, right. Um, you know, but anyway, so yeah, he I, I do know he he was boots on the ground officially uh, wow. <laughs> in many, many locations there. So now what but, was more um, what was more difficult, um, his wartime experience or trying to get eligibility from the VA? Because I mean, <laughs> um, <laughs> the VA sounds terrible. I've never heard possibly. of anyone having to provide <laughs> videographic evidence. But yeah, it was, I, you know, we kind of said that we feel bad for anyone who, you know, 
might have been over there because he was he was a captain and all this stuff. So anyone who was just there that you know you, you didn't you didn't have a video camera, you're just kind of like whatever. And you come back and you spend thirty years just you know working and whatever. Holy you don't have God. evidence. You don't have evidence of all that stuff. Oh, of course so, not. Yeah. So we you know for the for normal anybody who's applying for this, what what do you have to do to to get the full you know? So yeah. But anyway, um, he he eventually did well <laughs> good good uh, i'm glad that he was able to get it and you know still had yeah. uh, video evidence from it and and beat the va holy cow mm-hmm. yeah so, but i mean i don't as far as uh i mean he has a lot of stories there that you know you, you always get the feeling that he doesn't want to say the full thing yeah or you know whatever but but no i mean nothing where he himself was like I mean, obviously, you're getting shot at here and there, like in the sure. air and stuff. But no, I, you know, nothing too crazy where it was, you know, something he repeats all the time of <laughs> yeah. some type of uh, specific trauma or anything. But so, yeah, I mean, he he wasn't like Forrest Gump, you know, in the <laughs> yeah <laughs> with his gun over his head in the swamps and everything. I, I mean, again, yeah. I'm not the best historian on all of that, but uh, yeah. but yeah, he was more so just kind of fly into different bases and, and stuff right. like that so oh yeah, yeah still still a crazy experience mm-hmm. and, and something that you know most most civilians yeah. at that point you know in that point in time uh you know they they have no frame of reference for so mm-hmm. um and you know just the general population should have a respect either way in any you know in any uh, sure element of service so yeah yeah um, now, did he stay in uh, through the Vietnam War, or when? What year did he get out? I forget exactly. I mean, I know it was before because you know he wasn't the biggest fan of the politics being involved. You know, he, sure. I guess you know I always hear him talk about he he wasn't he didn't like that poli- the the politicians were making decisions based on things they weren't even seeing or knowing the experience of what it was like, you know, they want you yeah. to do something and he's going, we totally should not do that. But, yeah. Know. It just seems so, blatantly obvious. Yeah. 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 So he got out, um, I guess, I don't know how it works, but <laughs> when, I guess when he wanted to, um, yeah, to for degree. officers, I think they can, they can resign their commission. They don't do oh, like okay. have a set enlistment, like mm-hmm. the enlisted folks do. Yeah. But. So, um, and then he, you know, he had to decide if he wanted to, you know, do anything more military wise or just kind of. So he eventually just went and became a commercial airline pilot for Eastern oh, Airlines. Okay. Um, so and that, you know, that's because he he had a family, too, at the time. And, mm-hmm. and then eventually a second wife, <laughs> which, is my, <laughs> which is my mom. OK. Uh, but but yeah, so he kind of left that first part of his life <laughs> i am assuming the you know going going to vietnam and that was a stress on the family oh. and they had two kids and everything so oh wow and, um, so yeah upon returning maybe not the best scenario and then uh he decided to go commercial and uh eventually got with the flight attendant who was my mother so <laughs> <laughs> wow okay yeah so i'm, I'm a mile high baby <laughs> uh, no kidding Oh, Possibly, wow. I don't know. My brother was first, so. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> it's yeah, higher likelihood with him, but possible mm-hmm. certainly a possibility for you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that's very cool. And so, um, for it, so it's you and your brother. You're of course born late mm-hmm. late eighty yeah, four. I was 84. Yeah. Tim was 82. So by then that was, you know, well after all this, they, they sure. kind of opened a, uh, well not opened. He, they, for some reason decided to buy a bowling alley. <laughs> okay. So they went into, they owned some apartments, they were doing wallpapering and stuff and, and, and then bought a, and bought a bowling alley and, and decided to do that. And that was successful with a bar. And then they built a, a restaurant called fat boys barbecue, which I guess was big in, uh, Oh, the south okay um, it was a chain then and then and then retired so amazing yeah and always been a big uh you know charitable you know military guy the whole time always doing i mean at like the businesses and stuff that was always his number one mm-hmm. you know any type of charity things they do all around it was always oh, everything crazy. military so that's kind of how i grew up <laughs> oh just yeah res- respecting with an admitted ignorance of not really uh yeah uh, really knowing uh that struggle but <laughs> right right now um you know obviously growing up you know your dad was in the military he still you mm-hmm. know reveres and uh and supports uh, the military and veteran community but uh was did he have any view one way or the other if if you and your older brother should join or did he have any input on that i mean yeah you always always pushing of yeah of course uh, <laughs> but also with just how goofy we were, it kind of, and because my mom's the nicest person on the planet and would never let it get too strict or, you know, mm-hmm. um, which I think was the difference between his, his first family life and, and ours yeah. is, is just cause my mom, I think kept it very, it kept him sort of just funny and loose and not yeah. as strict probably mm-hmm. as a parent. And also because the first family, there were two girls, so you kind of more strict, I think, to them as well. But probably, um, yeah. As a military father and whatever, but um, yeah, when when we were, you know, maybe middle school age or so, we we took a trip to the Citadel, and oh. uh, you know, he was showing us that whole area, and and you know, we always kind of hint at just you know, go there for like business administration or something and just get yeah. a very, a very good education and, and oh, for sure. discipline and all that. And at the time I kind of kept it in my head, like, well, you know, it's a, it's a good idea. I, I, I could do that. And, but then, sure. you know, grow up and I was more into entertainment stuff. And right. so obviously the, the more I pushed for that, the more they try to encourage, or at least my mom uh, mm. encouraged <laughs> you know, taking risks and following your dreams and all that. So yeah. eventually, eventually also, I think just because I had decent internships in college kind of led to the entertainment uh, legitimacy. And uh, mm-hmm. so I, I got away from anything that <laughs> yeah. that would have required such discipline. <laughs> that, that makes sense. Uh, now uh, mm-hmm. when, you know, looking at school, whatever else, like a lot of times people are getting, get into high school graduation and it's like, okay, well I could go to college mm-hmm. or I could join the military, but did you still have any 
any uh, anything in your mind that you might join the military after college, or was Dad already disappointed because he had to foot the bill for college? <laughs> what what were you studying? Um, well, in 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 undergrad was was TV film, okay. so uh, you know obviously that's just in his mind like kind of bullshit, and you just you know <laughs> yeah. do whatever you got to do. But um, there there was always I mean he would always push for things like the FBI, which became a, okay. a quest of mine for a bit. Um, just because, you know, it, it would always be like, well, you know, when this goes, when, when you're not doing anything, you can always, you know, go be a cop. Be, he's always pushing That's... for that kind of stuff. Yeah. So because there's all these programs you can do. Mm-hmm. Like a, I remember there was like a summer program where if you take it and then later on you decide to, to, to be a cop, then you know, they give you all these benefits that you won't have to do what other, you know, they put you ahead of the, Sure. so he was all, he's always pushing for like, just do this. So you have it on your resume and, you know, of course, which is a great idea, but I was stubborn and found <laughs> other things to do during summers. And, um, like I, you know, I would just live in New York and in my off, you know, in summers, like during college, um, just to be around stand up and meet people or whatever. Absolutely. So, um, but then once I got a master's degree in psychology, mm-hmm. um, and I was kind of in a, I was coming back from LA. This was when I was, I guess, 30. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a master's in psych. So he was, of course, pushing for things like the FBI sure. and uh, saying, like, hey, it's on your resume. It doesn't matter what your experience is. They, you know, and it's from Harvard. So impressive. Looks okay on the resume. I would and, say. Uh, so that 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 helped, and I just he had a friend that um, we had a <clears throat> a lot of friends that sort of put in recommendations, and it was uh, I had a, a state senator, one oh, of them. Wow. Uh, I think it was Toomey. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Senator Toomey. Even though they disagree on a lot of things, uh, he was one of them. And then um, there was a three-star general uh, who I've. Oh, Carmen Caveza was his name. Okay. I don't know if you could look up that uh, that gentleman. He he was with uh, my dad in Vietnam stuff, and wow. I think he was a, a roommate at the Citadel too, or something. But holy, yeah, small he came, world. <laughs> he became a three star general, and uh, so he was a good uh, uh, reference, and some other people that kind of steered me into the application process and. I talked to, I had to go and talk to some agents and then you get to phase two and there's a written, um, a written thing. You go in there and they give you a scenario and you have to, you know, write what you would do and, yeah. and all that. And then this whole time, and it, it kind of takes forever, the whole process back and forth with different waiting periods. It ended up being like a year and a half to two years wow. where you never know when you have to take the fit test. So I was in training for the fit test the whole time. Oh, which, interesting. Which That's cool. smart. And it, it just kind of is good for me. It made me feel good. <laughs> like I was doing, you know, yeah, preparing yeah. for something. And, but then the, the, the last part of phase two is the, the panel interview. So okay. you go in, I had to go to the Philly office, I think. And there's three, special agents oh yeah this is the by the way this is the the special agent training program yeah so but um 
So you're talking to these three like special agents and they tell you that it's, it's just going to be, they're going to give you, I think it was either 11 or 13. They say questions, but really it's yeah. a whole, each one is like a little essay that you have to do. And right, they, it's right. a scenario where they say, tell us about a time when this happened, you know, Right. It's like a or job interview ever, on yeah. steroids. Have yeah. you ever been in, in a situation where blank? And then you're supposed to say what the situation was, what you did, and how what the outcome was because of you. And you know. Sure. So it kind of seems easy-ish <laughs> to yeah. in my brain, because I'm used to sort of telling stories or whatever. So I'm of like, course. okay, I just have to tell stories. And, yeah, you you are a public and, speaker by choice, you know? <laughs> yeah, so, so I just, you know, I knew some of the, you know, I looked up online, like some of the exact words they'll use. And, you know, so I, I'm, yeah. I thought of all the little stories in my life that I thought could be like somewhat serious. And because most of the people obviously are coming from military or police or. Yeah. So. I'm thinking like, how do I equate my business slash comedy world right. to these scenarios? Like it, the, one of the questions is like, tell us about a time when you felt your life was threatened and you know, all this kind of stuff. Oh, so boy. I, so it became a little bit like if there were five questions, I think it might've gone a little bit better, mm -hmm. but since there's like 11 or 13, yeah, it did. Yeah. Like I could tell, they were kind of thinking, like, okay, this guy's bullshitting a little bit here. He's like, <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, you know, and they don't know anything about you. They don't even get to look at your resume before the thing. So you you have to find ways of slipping in the stuff uh, you want. Okay. So like, so like, I knew I wanted to mention Harvard, so I would have to be like, well, when I was studying for my master's at Harvard, I, yeah. you know, yeah. you have to slip it in there. Mm -hmm. And just my demeanor, I think, comes off more playful and like. Sure. I, so if I, I if I think see that. if I think of like using the word Harvard as like kind of like a, a name drop, right. I can't help it. Like my mannerisms will be like at Harvard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so then, You're on the transatlantic so, accent. <laughs> yeah. So they're probably like, why is this guy fucking joking around here at the, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. And I just, there were so many times when I got, I got like a little too conversational uh, and I like ask them a question, you know, I'm like, you know, I'll be like, oh, I was at a show one time at, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'll be like, did you, I'll be like, did you ever go? Did you ever? Oh, and then I'm like, oh yeah, I can't ask them shit. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause they don't respond. And then I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot. It's just me talking. Um, yeah. Moving on. Oh, that's So uh... I just, I just know they probably thought I wasn't the personality type they're used to but right, right. it kind of sucks just because it's like well i have i have a you know a general and a senator and all these people telling you that i i'm worth something here you know it might not yeah. be what you're used to but so anyway but so i didn't get past to the next like to go to quantico uh, but uh yeah. was what it was it was a good experience uh <laughs> oh for sure yeah especially dealing with all those uh you know, mm. stuff suits. I, that, yeah, just you describing that where it's like, oh, <laughs> all, mm -hmm. you know, everything that uh, has happened to me that's <laughs> resulted in the personality I have is not what I should be displaying right now. And mm -hmm. I have to do the talking and be serious. And Yeah. And it started you know. off pretty, like I, I knew I was kind like, you know, 
I consciously decided that going into it. But after a few questions, you start to loosen up a little bit. Sure. And I'm thinking that like, oh, they like me because I saw them smile on this last joke. Well, yeah, not joke, yeah. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. And uh, so then I got a little loose thinking I can show some personality. And then eventually <laughs> thinking you could do like, some crowd work. <laughs> yeah. So then it just eventually felt like they're wondering how, like, why on earth is my resume leading to this? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, did you ever have FBI-ish or other agency? Uh, no. Uh, like God. Aspirations or you ever looked into all that stuff? Never seriously. Um, mm. You know, for me, joining the military, it was always kind of a, a just a question of when, not if. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'd talk to the Marine Corps, Marine recruiter when I was still in the in high school. But then I ended up doing some different stuff right after high school and then, you know, ended mm. up going Navy. But even during that time, I kind of went, eh, I don't really have any interest in the FBI or yeah. any of the other three letter agencies. It just didn't. <laughs> didn't appeal to me and probably my libertarian nature would have immediately ruled out dea and atf <laughs> yeah. so yeah um, mine was mine was wwe so that was my, <laughs> that was my first one out of uh, undergrad was <laughs> yeah you should see the physical fitness assessment they have holy cow that's that's very true no yeah i only wrote for the website so that was <laughs> oh okay awesome as far as i went but oh yeah the other thing which was right at this time that, uh, that I was uh, doing the in-person interviews, um, a lot of the stuff now is coming out about how maybe maybe they weren't necessarily the most pro-right-leaning people at the ah, time. Okay. And I'm, I didn't say anything super political. I'm not really super political. But I mentioned being on the Gutfeld show because, oh, you know, yeah. it's, a, it's a national credit. It's a maybe it's huge. It made yeah. me seem like, like a legitimate uh, career, you know, like that was my career as a right. professional comedian. Yeah. It's so, like... I, you know, I thought it would help just kind of seem like an interesting character, you know? Well, not but, only but that. There's a chance, but there's a chance that they heard Fox News and were like, ah, we can't have this guy. That's possible. So, but I also have to look from their perspective. I mean, obviously they're doing background checks on you and everything else, but that, you know, you're appearing on national media, mm -hmm. national media has to do some. Well, that's, see, that's too, also, so. and that came up in the first interviews because I remember being like the one, the one guy that I was talking to was, he was like a Gutfeld fan. So oh, he was like loving it. Yeah. But yeah. I was asking, I was asking people like, Hey, so, you know, I just, I was on this show a couple of times. Like, is that a big deal? Like today, and they're like, no, I mean, if you if you're passing all the things and, you know, it's I don't think so, unless you're like literally famous, famous, you know. But, yeah. Yeah. So that would they, they didn't really think anything of it. But I just think maybe secretly yeah. there's there might have been a few, you know, things that have come out since. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe show that that wasn't uh, the way they were leaning at the time. Maybe the or or they're just like, what if you know, we put him on some undercover operation and he gets recognized like, Hey, weren't you on yeah. the Greg Gutfeld show? <laughs> <laughs> well, see my goal and my goal would have been to like, to if, if I just became a public figure and secretly no one knew that I was uh, working for the FBI that would be and incredible. then, then they could just infiltrate me into whatever they need to for yeah. like entertainment 
tax fraud or something. You know? <laughs> Entertainment tax fraud. <laughs> Get to know some Harvey Weinstein's or something, and oh yeah, start, you know, start finding people's children in their basements and stuff. I don't know. Oh, that'd but... <laughs> be wild. Yeah. Wow. So go to Epstein Island and you know secretly report some some photos or something. Yeah, yeah. Although <laughs> I don't know, it doesn't seem like they're too interested in finding out about that stuff. No. Although. And like you said, you know, you didn't mention anything about your politics on the interviews, but I have to wonder if it's one of those things where the omission of any political leanings pretty much tells them that you are right leaning. Yeah. And also, you never know how I said it, because if I mentioned Gutfeld and I was being kind of who knows, I don't yeah. I kind of you kind of space out once you're in that like nervous world. Uh, yeah. 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 There's a there's a chance I said, like, I'm not like I'm not actually political but you know like <laughs> yeah yeah who the hell knows what i did but i play so. one on tv sometimes yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome so uh you know when you're going through all the fbi stuff was there anything else that i mean of course besides comedy uh that you were pursuing at the time or it was just uh you know um, let's try this and see if it pans out yeah it was just it was it's always just been the like applying for writing jobs and stuff yeah like entertainment things so then that little side sidebar of fbi just became its own little thing yeah. and i just figured you know if it takes off before i you know get cast in something super national yeah or yeah. whatever um then i'll just i have to go with you know with that and sort of and i also i've, I've always planned to sort of you know I would have figured out a way to right. to have the actual career and make good money. Sure. And then I would try to figure out a way to slip myself back into, you know, <laughs> little stand up things or, you know, of and course. then just break the rules if I have to. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'll across... be moonlighting as a as a as a late night comic somewhere and then go, you know, shoot people during the day. So, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, well, we all have our, oh. you know, our day jobs. Yeah. I probably we're... shouldn't have said that in the interview. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'd, well. like to, I'd like to shoot people. That is why I'm here. Yeah, no. Well, <laughs> I, see, to me, that seems like it would be a positive. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that's that's exactly what we need. We have too many people who are hesitant to shoot when they need mm -hmm. to. That's true. That was a big portion of the, the initial things, you know, making sure everyone was comfortable with guns. And, I, you know. Yeah. I told them about my dad just, you know, like we would go to gun ranges and stuff growing up and I'd shot everything. So yeah. I was very comfortable with all that. And they were also big on the, uh, like drug stuff. They couldn't believe that I was a comedian that like never smoked weed or yeah. like I literally, I never did like my whole college. I never was a, a weed person. I, and um, Same here. Yeah. Yeah. I've... So that was big. They kept stressing, like, if you pass this, you have to take a lie detector. Are you sure? I was like, I yeah. promise you, why would I be here if I know I'm going to fail the thing? Yeah. But Well, and that's yeah. kind of how I know, like, the military was always at the back of my mind, because I mm -hmm. seem to remember my dad telling me, like, if you smoke pot, like, you can't join. I was like, oh, man, I really want to join. So I just... And not that like my friend group was ever into that or ever would have pushed it, but yeah. if I wanted to, I certainly could have done it. And I just stayed away from it like my entire mm -hmm. adult life. And then, uh, yeah, you know, th there's a lot of people like, oh, I smoked pot, you know, and they got to get a waiver and all this junk, mm -hmm. or they're just not eligible for certain jobs. And the door was yeah. open for me. And then 
then I got out and I still still didn't smoke pot. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, having worked seeing people smoke pot on the job, I'm like, I don't think I want to do it after all. <laughs> yeah, mine, mine just became a thing like most funny attempting people think that that is going to make you funny because you get high with friends and you're all giggling at everything. And right. And I just, I saw that cause my brother was older and he had some friends that, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I would be like, well, I don't want to be that kind of funny. They're, they're just, they're kind of dull and like dumb. Yeah. And then yeah. like the whole like Seth Rogen crowd with those movies. Yes. I was like, I get it. Like, it's funny, but it's not really, I don't know. So yeah. I, I sort of at the at a younger age wanted to be like the like I can be funny without doing that kind of stuff. And That's smart. So yeah. but also I do think it came from my dad just because he was big on with drinking, especially. Like you just as long as you don't get in any type of dumb trouble. Yeah. Yeah. So I I just tried to avoid, you know, I I, I with while having fun. Mm -hmm. And doing a lot of dumb things, I tried to <laughs> minimize the punishments that could come from that. So I think so. I he instilled in me like just get through at least to twenty five without a criminal record. Yeah, like, just don't. That's a very worthy goal. Drive <laughs> drunk, don't you know whatever. Yeah, and so yeah, that those kind of things. Like I, we did the dumbest thing. We would go out and like film ourselves jumping in people's bushes, but we never. <laughs> Yeah. But I wouldn't do it drunk or high in case I got arrested and, or, you know, asked by a police officer, what are you doing here? Yeah. And then now you're also drunk. And, you know, so, right, right. so there was that. It was just don't be stupid until a certain age. Yeah. And yeah. And then we'll be proud of you as long, you know, well, and really as long that, as you're not in jail. That certain age isn't all that arbitrary because by the time you hit that age you've had mm -hmm. enough practice of keeping your nose clean you're probably just going to do it the rest of your life anyway yeah yeah so i mean i did end up drink like i didn't really drink till i was like 22 oh, yeah? just out of spite just out of like community spite i just <laughs> I, on my 21st birthday i remember i just i was like i don't care i just i don't want to i want to sit home wow <laughs> but then i ended up you know later on obviously with more stand-up and Oh yeah. So now, yeah. now I drink, you know, for shows and stuff. But yeah, and that's uh, that's no big deal though. I mean that. But never arrested. Good. Never arrested. That's so. great. Bravo. <laughs> very, very important. Also, it, yeah, it would be, yeah, it would be kind of a problem too. Like, what if you got arrested by the FBI? Like, yeah, kind of like, ah, uh, <laughs> hey guys, like, yeah, oh, oh remember from, me <laughs> from the longest job interview yeah. in history? Two years. Holy they're like, cow. They're like, yep. Hope so. I knew we. I knew we were right about you. <laughs> so, what's the closest you've come to being arrested, or have you been arrested? I, don't I, know. I have been arrested. Uh, For what? Public urination. Uh, no. no, no. I. Uh, <laughs> it's, this is yeah. This is so stupid. But um, right after I got off active duty, but right before I uh, started going to college, I mm -hmm. uh, I didn't as successfully avoid the whole drinking and driving thing as, as you did in your youth. And I, uh, rolled my car off of a freeway off ramp and, and got busted. Um, there's no, like, well, was never, there you go. yeah, it was totally stupid. Like, thank God I was the only one in the car, only one involved. I didn't hurt anybody. Uh, mm -hmm. and, uh, like I didn't end up in cuffs. There's no mug shot or anything, but like, 
I did have to go to court, um, which is weird. It kind of makes me wonder. About lesson the, well learned. Yeah. You're a better person to, now. Exactly. I had to pay a $192 <laughs> fine. I'm like, what oh, really? country am I in? But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I got probation and everything. And like, obviously mm. never should have happened in the first place, but definitely learned my lesson and kept my nose clean. And now I don't drink, drink at all. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm. Something, something to be said for that. Maybe. As, as much as compound media might try to get you to. Oh, they did the, for uh, a while there. And then I was the like, Sullivan's I'm... at the John Sullivan's bar. <laughs> Holy cow. I cannot believe how much these people drink. It's astonishing. Oh yeah. It's, it's all Gino's fault. I want to say he's pushes it. <laughs> oh, for sure. But I, I do remember a few years back, uh, you know, before I moved out here, I, I was drinking after uh morning with Bill Schultz. And he mm. can put them away too. My oh, God. Yeah. And I, sure. I was like, oh, I was in the Navy. I could probably keep up with him. And it's like, no, I can't. Oh my <laughs> God. I'm going to die. So yeah. Few, few of those hard I, lessons. And it's like, you know what? Drinking's not that much fun. It's expensive. It's painful. Mm. I just, I want to just kind of have a nice equilibrium mm -hmm. of not being drunk or hung over. And yeah. It's yeah. constant yo-yoing. I was, I was proud to find out that, um, I don't know if I'm the only one, but Bill and Joanne were saying that, I guess maybe because I always push it and try to get, but, but apparently I'm the only one that gets Joanne to join Bill and I at the bar afterward. Really? And then she'll just do one and then go, you know, be productive somewhere. But, <laughs> I, but that's still impressive. Yeah. yeah she's, I felt very proud about that. <laughs> she does not jaywalk over to that bar very frequently. So I'm impressed. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. What, what a crew. Um, jaywalking. Yeah, the entire the entire operation there is everything's illegal. It's jaywalking, yeah. drunk on the job, <laughs> <laughs> stoned on the job. If you work in the booth, you know, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, it's uh, good people though. Good people. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's definitely a fun place. I I love it over there. And you know, again, like you were talking about, you know, being in entertainment, and getting you know, getting to meet people. Uh, I got to meet uh, the guy who shot Bin Laden, which, like, for me is a huge deal because being oh, in the yeah. Navy, I remember being on post when it happened, mm -hmm. and we're going like, "Oh man, we got, we got Bin Laden! Oh my God, it was the Navy, it was SEAL Team Six! We're like, oh, SEAL Team Six! Yeah. We're never gonna know who those guys are." Because yeah, you know. I think he did. He was in. He was on the. Um, what was that Tom Hanks movie too? Wasn't that? Wasn't he in on that too? The the um, Captain Phillips. Oh yeah, yeah, I. Yeah, I like think. he wasn't one of the snipers, but yeah, he was on that mission too. He was in the SEAL Team yeah. Six thing there too. But yeah, yeah, he yeah, has... Rob O'Neill. Yeah, yeah, but like when we thought, oh, at the time, we're never going to know their names, we're never going to meet mm -hmm. these people, and like less than ten years later, I'm standing there in compound media, yeah. getting to meet Rob O'Neill <laughs> with Anthony photobombing us in the background. That's <laughs> amazing. This is so cool. Well, it's a, a good kind of a bomb that he's been around. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's um he actually was nice enough to uh for my dad's last a year ago birthday uh signed and sent a, a, his book to him because oh, i said awesome. you know i messaged him and said he's turning he's turning 83 or he was turning 83 wow. he's 84 now yeah um and uh, i said it's his birthday and you know blah 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 so yeah, he sent uh, the the operator book. Oh, I think that's, that's so what cool. it's called, the operator. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he wrote a little message, and you know, so oh, that's awesome. Nice guy, good yeah. guy. I and that is kind of the cool thing. I mean, he 
you know, he was on, I think he'd been on Red Eye a couple times and mm-hmm. was on, uh, on Gutfeld and everything. Yeah. And, uh, and that was kind of the cool thing, whether it was Red Eye or Gutfeld, like if you're a guest on there, you were probably a pretty cool person in real life. Yeah. You know, there's just good sense of humor and, you know, <laughs> yeah. And it was like, it cool ran, out. yeah, it mm-hmm. ran like the whole spectrum. I mean, there's, there's comics like you, but then there's, you know, whether it's Rob oh, yeah. or whatever. And, um, you know, Mike Baker, the CIA guy, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I got him, mm-hmm. I sent him a book, just a random book for him to sign for, mm-hmm. for my mom for Christmas. It wasn't anything that he wrote or had anything to do with. <laughs> And God bless him. Like he wrote out like a whole page, yeah. signed it and sent it to her for Christmas. I was like, hell yeah. Mm. I told him, I told him a brief version of my FBI stories. Cause yeah. Oh um, yeah. Cause he's, you know, CIA guy. Well, he was CIA. So we were on, I, th- I think it was morning. And, um, yeah. And we were talking afterward and Joanne, I get, cause he was producing a couple film projects at TV things. Yeah. And you know, he was saying about Joanne, like coming on as an actress or whatever for shows and stuff. And, and I was like, Hey, if you ever need anyone in the CIA, uh, I was almost in the FBI and I went on this whole thing and he was just like, okay, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. You didn't make it. We get it. All right. <laughs> Not yeah. so much, but yeah, he was cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seems, seems like a cool guy. Um, well, yeah. Now, like looking back on all of your experience, like the stories that you heard from your dad during his service and then, you know, you looking looking into getting mm-hmm. into the FBI, which, I mean, a two-year interview process, I say you were in, you know, your delayed entry program. Listen, if I was physically training, I considered myself, I was employed for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was an unpaid employee Yeah, uh, that they decided to just uh Yeah, you're in the go. FBI so. auxiliary. We'll put it mm-hmm. that way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if, if you knew anyone uh, who was looking to join military or, or FBI, I mean, what are your views on that? Would you encourage them, discourage them, have them go oh, one yeah. branch over another? I mean, I'd wait, I'd wait a little bit to see, uh, to see what they're finding out about some of the, some of the higher ups at the moment. Yeah. yeah but, you smart. know, but in general, uh, general, you know, rank and file, obviously it's a very respectable, uh, position to, to get to and everything. I always, you know, like I, I get to hang out with something like either Gutfeld fans after shows that mention sure. that and they say they're military and I think they just assume I probably know more than I do if yeah <laughs> about yeah. like that whole side of things. Right. But it's it's so fun to just hang out and drink and like and then I always end up saying like, you know, they'll tell a story and I'm like, I'd respect it so much. I know I'm just I'm up here telling jokes and bullshitting and this and that, but you guys, you know, I can't even imagine what it's like to be doing. And then they always go, no, 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 we, we need this. We need your side of it. You're doing the tough stuff. And I'm like, geez, no, I'm not. This is a ridiculous <laughs> thing to say, but yeah, it's always a very fun. Like I just respect it. I, I respect everything. I know that I could probably never do a lot of, of that stuff. I'm just, you know, mentally not, I, I was equipped for other, goofiness but uh <laughs> true but true. I, I i love it but i know that i couldn't flourish fully in the in the military existence <laughs> uh well that's true but i'm wondering how much of that is like a function of age because right that's like possible. i just got out of the navy last year and i realized pretty quickly you know like a couple years into that six-year reserve enlistment i'm like 
oh fuck i hope i don't deploy <laughs> I, I can't do this anymore i'm yeah. you know yeah i could do it physically maybe but it's like eh, mm -hmm. i don't want to yeah. do this anymore <laughs> okay <laughs> be one okay. thing if i was you know early <laughs> 20s again but yeah the late 30s uh-uh i'm done mm -hmm. but uh, then i also it's like sometimes i think about like you know friends that are military and they have families and it's like yeah very it's very cool because it's like you know kind of a beautiful thing you go off and do your thing and then you come back and it's like this you know nice life most of the time and you know but because i don't have kids or i don't even have a girlfriend at the moment so oh, really? it's like yeah so what the hell have i been doing here you guys you're off fighting wars and somehow able to raise children and have all this love that and i I'm here bullshitting around and can't even do it. So <laughs> I, that's yeah. That always struck me as so odd. Oh, yeah, maybe I could, maybe I should have been a little more uh, disciplined, life seeking. But who knows? Maybe. Although there's also <laughs> the stereotype with military marriages. Like, I mean, they oh, get married true. and so they can get housing allowance yeah. and move right off base. So that's yeah, a few true. Things get rushed through. Maybe. Or obviously the ones that don't work out if you're gone all the time that that's another thing yeah but uh i guess i my my friends have been lucky i suppose they good for them they found some true love or there are swingers and everybody's banging everybody and who knows but point is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well what you don't know maybe they, you, you know? maybe they struck some deals i don't know but uh <laughs> but good people for the most part <laughs> uh yeah i i would think so yeah that that always blew me away you know uh well i grew up in uh northern california and i i had what like 400 kids in my graduating class and i i don't think i know a single one of the girls who are pregnant before graduation or a single one of the guys who got someone pregnant before graduation like it was just mm. unheard of everybody went to college yeah. afterwards you know and uh you know delayed getting married having kids and then i moved to idaho and i was like 21 and i met people my age married with two kids and i was like whoa i didn't know you could do that like that just... yeah and then of course in the military you see it all the time mm -hmm. i know it's because i'm 38 mm -hmm. and you would think that that doesn't surprise me now when, when like a friend said that like they're having another child or they're you know my wife's pregnant i'm always like oh shit like yeah. And then I real then I realized like they meant to do it and I'm like, "Oh, yeah, okay, congrats." Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Cuz your initial instinct is like, "Oh, fuck, on purpose?" Like, wow. Yeah, you're like, "Is everything <laughs> okay. okay?" Like, yeah, are you keeping it? <laughs> yeah. He's like, "No, no, I, we had the baby last month." I'm like, "Oh, yeah, but are you still keeping it?" I don't know. I feel like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Nowadays, yeah, is that, you probably get rid of it still. Is but. that sonogram you're holding up a last known photograph, or <laughs> how does that work? Yeah, yeah. You're just it's in a it's in a an orphanage now, or what? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, you know. So yeah, well, that's the goal is to someday uh, be confident to where I I can. You know, where you you're in a relationship that you feel, oh my goodness, we should actually create a human together. That's that's crazy to me, but yeah, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I in terms of uh, you know the commitment and responsibility required. <laughs> I have a cat, and it's like I'm not yeah. even giving her enough attention, and that's a cat. That is like, yeah. 
reptile yeah. levels of need in the just mammal the and i can't dead souls it. yeah 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 they're just deadless things walking around purring <laughs> yeah With black eyes yeah the, i mean she she has a water fountain and an auto feeder i literally have to do nothing and yeah. i'm still like oh god damn it i gotta play with <laughs> her so yeah I, it's a lot of work and i'm lazy yeah. so that's a big big handicap yeah. um yeah you could get deployed again and just leave the cat right there and and uh come back a year later and it'll figure it out <laughs> pretty much yeah i'm yeah. sure it's yeah like if i'm gonna only be gone for a couple of days it's like do i bother anyone to check in on her she'd probably be mm -hmm. fine she's got everything <laughs> she needs yeah back yeah see um, they can have dogs in military and cop positions but not cats cats can't do anything <laughs> so just kind of why Actually, I, I don't know that's cats. maybe not true are there are there ever cats in professional the only like, thing job is like uh an older navy and merchant ships they'd have cats to catch the rats okay hey that, that yeah. you need them i guess uh well in my cat is killed two mice and i'm very <laughs> very proud of her she creates a fucking mess it's a crime scene <laughs> but wow. uh i was asleep one one morning and she's, she, an, she's an uh an lapd cat yeah <laughs> yeah she beats them like they owe her money but she uh she just uh i was sleeping and she put a mouse head on my chest just like this severed mouse head she went full like godfather on yeah you? yeah <laughs> and she's like wow. presenting it like look what i got yeah and yeah oh my god i'm horrified but i won't you know good she caught a mouse <laughs> i want her to keep doing that so i'm just like Elsie, I love it. Oh, thank you. And uh, but yeah. uh but that blew my mind. I'm like, how did she sever the head? Like, did she just eat it ass first and that's what was left over? Or did she bite yeah. the head off? I my guess no is idea. my guess is probably like like a nuzzling into the belly area and kind of just ripping it around. Yeah. And then probably the head ended up being the last thing that was hanging on. And then uh Yeah, yeah just like by a thread it's possible yeah because it was just there's like i had to take her to the sink and wash her up like she had she looked mm -hmm. like she'd been earning her red yeah. wings or something it was pretty disgusting but i was proud of her good cat yeah nice when's the third one when's the when you, is the third expected are you do you have a mice problem <laughs> uh no it's well it's the second floor and i think i think they're uh, gone now because the cat killed them all or you know nice. they're taken to hiding so Hasn't, yeah. hasn't been a problem on the third floor knock, <laughs> knock on wood but uh yeah no she's uh she, i'm very proud of her she does does good work her. but yeah like I, your own your own little um that character dead with the tiger except on a smaller level yeah Just you, your personal little killer yeah to, to sick on things yeah nice yeah it's great <laughs> But yeah, as far as military working cats go, I can't imagine a less successful program, yeah. and that's saying something. But that, that is kind of the cool thing about cats is they don't work for cops like dogs do. It's like, yeah. good on you, cats. Little, <laughs> little anarchist libertarians. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> you never know what will genetically come up with, though. I feel like we could... Cats might be more... Not aggressive than a dog, but like sinister do you know what i yeah, mean like they, oh they yeah they creep up on someone and you think they're you know they'd be like oh yeah. and then and then before you know it fucking and and they got your drugs and your everything and so then i don't know maybe look into it 
Yeah, they'd be good at stalking and things. Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. dogs, they come up on you and you, you know what they're doing. Like, you're scared right away. Yeah. So I feel like maybe training cats with a little hmm. gene splicing or something where we yeah. can make them killers <laughs> yeah. uh, could help. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I've got my work cut out for me, you know, some sort of cat genetic engineering program yeah. for... Oh, and military-wise, you obviously they're way better for like the forest and stuff, or just you know, uh, you can send them into Vietnam. They can hang out in trees, yeah, and jump down on people. Dogs, I don't just think, can up. Yeah. climb <laughs> trees and wait. You know, yeah. So, that, not that we should possible. still attack Vietnam. I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, whatever yeah. other place that we may be going to, yeah, uh, <laughs> go back and fight a 50 year old war. Yeah, yeah, we would. You know, we never lost. We need the. Yeah, we need to we need to come back, I think, uh, and take that victory. <laughs> My dad will still go. He'll sign up. He'll be like, I need to I need to get this this W. Uh, uh, over here. <laughs> that, yeah, that would be something. And you said your dad's 83 now. 84. 84. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Man. But he's still he's still got guns and ready to go. So <laughs> Man, that's what it's all about. You know, that's yeah, because he's basically, uh, you know, auxiliary Air Force at this point. You know, if, uh, if yeah. it really hits the fan, he's he's ready mm-hmm. to go down swinging. <laughs> he had two two back surgeries and uh, and a, a quintuple bypass a couple years ago. Whoa. And he's finally full recovered and, and all walking around and everything good again. So. Wow. So he's ready to hop back in the cockpit and go. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be flying with Maverick in no time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great movie, by the way. I was that was probably my favorite last year. Uh, yeah, that I uh I got a military discount for sharing my ID. That's the last movie I got mm. to see uh while oh. in the military. Wow. Uh, now I gotta pay full price. It's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I have a I had a SAG card that I thought I thought you get discounts for, and I like went to an AMC and I was like, I heard you might get a thing. And they were like, no, <laughs> like, you don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> they but... don't, yeah, they don't care about anything. It's bullshit. Yeah. You're the, that, that is, I will say a great benefit to the military. <laughs> yes. Yes. Seeing movies. I would join the military just to see discounted movies. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, I'm at the point now that like I'm out, out. I'm gonna fish for every discount possible, and uh, mm. I just found out that as a veteran, I get to go to all the national parks for free. Oh, nice! And uh, so that's if I lived anywhere near a national park, that would mean more. But that's that's mm-hmm. gonna be my thing now. Just and I would also fly more just to, and I would wear my full anything possible I could to make someone give me their first class seat, maybe someday. Oh, or for just sure. any better seat, I guess. But yeah, yeah. Uh, That'd be cool. Yeah. I'm always I, pretty jealous of them in that. <laughs> yeah, that's, well, that's another thing. Besides genetically engineering cats for military service, I'm going to need to work on my scheme to mm-hmm. get bumped up to first class, you know. I mean, I guess I really could just invest in a fake looking outfit of some kind that would make people think I'm in the military, but. Yeah, like something know. like Eddie Murphy had in Trading Places, the beginning yes, of that yeah. movie. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but not. But but with legs, I don't oh. think I want to wheel through the, the the you know, right. airplane thing. Fine, file. don't commit to the bit then. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. Well, Chris, I really appreciate you coming on, sharing uh, sharing the background with about your dad and uh, your own experience uh, trying to get into a three letter agency. <laughs> um, well, thank you for having me, and good talking again. It's been a while since I've seen you, and uh, I know. 
various bars and so <laughs> yeah time flies and you're having fun and in my case even when you're not but um do you have uh anything to plug any upcoming gigs or uh um, well i just got done with the a good pluggable gig i did a wisecrackers weekend and we did a trip to the carolinas that was pretty cool but i will say more importantly uh check out well yeah i got two albums on spotify um but also uh into itunes and all that other and amazon stuff also i have a pilot that we filmed that now i put on a patreon so we're trying to get that going um and shared around and stuff it's called collecting and it's about a dude who's milking the unemployment system. Nice. So it's like a it's like a curb your enthusiasm situation, but with a very unsuccessful kind of, you know, moocher character instead of a rich, successful person. Um, but similar humor and whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's called Collecting. It's at patreon.com slash Chris Freed. So Chris with a K, Freed spelled like fried. Um, and the lowest tier on there is $1.50. So... There'll be three full episodes by next month, and there's two up right now. Um, so dollar fifty, and I have a bunch of little podcast things there, and and some other sketches and stuff. So it's an ongoing Patreon kind of thing, but you can cancel after you watch the thing if you really want to. But <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, um, hey, that's but yeah, we're just trying to get a little thing going so that it's a few bucks every month that we can cut, keep trying to film new episodes. There, it's like twenty five minutes each episode, so. Oh, okay. Trying to go for like a real actual, you know, sitcom show. So, so check that out. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll put uh, all your links uh, in the YouTube description and everything else uh, with the podcast. So definitely check that out. I saw uh, the latest episode of Collecting. uh, You had it on Lemare Lee. Oh, yeah. 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 He's great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Lemare and uh, and Nate Marshall play. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like cops. And they're very kind of, you know, uh they're just they go really well together they're both sort of shorter and just sort of not super intimidating as cops and right and uh the banter is goofy and for people that don't know they're they're shane gillis's openers now a lot of times so they're at the stand a bunch good good guys yeah but yeah i know them from from my from my pennsylvania stuff so of course yeah we all came uh... from there you PA guys, uh, yeah, you guys are on another level. <laughs> <laughs> it's another level. I'm not sure if it's higher or lower, but uh, it's it's weird. <laughs> yeah. No, but that's uh, that's great. And uh, again, thank you so much. And uh, I'll put your links in the description. But uh, yeah, I'll uh, appreciate you thank so much you. coming on. And uh, we'll have to uh, catch up again real soon uh, in a bar near one of us. 